This week, China is to insert a new strict foreign technology sales law that ByteDance will have to comply with, and Nancy Pelosi is catching slack for going to a closed salon. And uh, the DHS has revealed information uh, during, or withheld information during a bulletin revealing Russia was working to spread misinformation on Biden's mental health. I'm no Huey, and this is Under the Stars. Welcome back. Um, this this week is going to be pretty calm, pretty. Well, I'd like to change the dysfun- the um, the function of the show, which while I'm in the middle of a sentence, I'm going to turn off my phone so it does not interrupt the the episode. Um, regardless, uh, this week a few things are. It's nothing special or anything. It's just uh, I thought we'd we'd uh, take it back. Given Labor Labor Day is next Monday, um, and my birthday was last week, so I ended up not doing an episode last week. Um, uh, so yeah, if you're not already, follow my Instagram, that's at Huey Noah, that's at H-U-G-H-E-Y-H-E-Y-S-N-O-A-H, that's at Huey Noah, and I also have merch on my website, you can go to the shop section, and it's just t-shirts and stuff like that, and um, besides that, it's uh, it's pretty nice. So, uh, China is to insert a new strict foreign technology sales law that ByteDance will have to comply with. This will take effect, um, I think it already has taken effect in China. Um, well, it's a, it's a, it's not actually, I, I believe it's a, f- a form of a foreign sale um, law. So China appears to have compl- to complicated efforts to sell TikTok to an American company by introducing new rules that would allow Beijing to veto any potential deal. The twist on the TikTok saga seems to f- seem stems from notices published by the Chinese government on Friday when uh, officials revised rules that govern the sale of certain kinds of technology to foreign buyers. The updated list includes data processing, speech and text recognition, the kind of uh, tech that experts say is used by the popular short-form video app. Uh, The announcement marked the first time those rules have been revised since 2008. Uh, China's Ministry of Commerce and Ministry of Science and Technology said the changes were meant to formalize the management of technology export and protect national security. The notices did not name TikTok or its Beijing-based owner ByteDance, but experts have pointed out that the rule change would likely require ByteDance to obtain government permission before it could sell TikTok to a foreign company. Um, now, whether or not this is actually directly related to the um, to the TikTok quote-unquote ban that the U.S. is planning on setting, I believe next next week. Next, no, not next week. Next week is the because um, let's see if next Friday is the 11th. Um, which is going to be a pretty big memorial for the United States. The 15th is going to be the weekend, so in about two so. Whether or not this sale actually um, interferes with the uh, with the possibility of TikTok selling its asset to American company is, um, or whether or not the it was uh, uh, triggered by that from on the Chinese government's end, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but I can say for certain that uh, it does look bad. But then again, everything the Chinese government has been doing since... Uh, 
since essentially since the um, the communist uprising um, has been shifty. It's it's played one end, but pretty obvious that it wants the other end. Um, you know, it claims one thing; it really means the other, so on and so forth. That's just to be expected from from China's government by this point. However, whether or not this is directly related to the TikTok uh, sale, the, the idea of selling their assets to the U.S. Now, again, I've said this uh, multiple times when talking about the TikTok debacle. Um, I'm hugely in favor of banning it, not even for political reasons, just mostly for, um, I just hate the app and the effect it has on children and the morons. Like, recently there was a trend where some children in TikTok were pretending to be um, Holocaust victims when a good 99.9% of them weren't even remotely Jewish or related to any of the actual victims in any way. There was one where a girl pretended to be um, a woman who was in the, in, the, in the Twin Towers when they went down on 9-11, which, was, uh, which will be next week, the memorial. So it, it's... In terms of its ban, on a social level, I think it's entirely acceptable, and uh, I heavily promote it. But in terms of actual political national security reasons, I, I'm actually I'm actually uh, not that moved by the by the idea of banning it simply because our own companies do the same, basically the same exact kind of intrusive um, looking uh, looking into our lives. It's but we seem to be okay with it. So it would be ludicrous to say I'm against it for national security reasons, but then say oh, but you know, Microsoft can't do it. Like, we have to stop Microsoft, but TikTok, you know, whatever. Or, the other way around, sorry. Um, so, it's really more of a social reason that I actually want TikTok to go down. But, um, I, I am... I mean, it is... It, it's... Because I, I made this argument a couple weeks ago, a good number of weeks ago now, um, that, uh, you know, it's bad enough to have your own companies spying on you, but when your foreign enemies are spying on you through their companies, which, again, we can de we could debate that and make the argument that it's not happening, but I, I would I would have to highly highly disagree with you to say that uh, that uh, it's just like that it's not possible or that it's not happening. I think it's entirely possible for the Chinese government to use a company that, since China is a, is a state-based capitalism uh, system um, for the majority. Um, at least, especially in terms of its businesses and such, um, I think it's highly improbable to say that they're not using a company like that, especially since it got so popular to um, spy on their foreign enemies, which, you know, TikTok's not exactly the best place to do that, just given that its base is um, a bunch of incompetent children, but still, it it helps them influence, which we also, which we already know they are willing to do, given that that six billion dollars found in higher education funding for um, higher for like we're talking Ivy League universities and such. So uh, Nancy Pelosi caught some slack for going to a closed salon while they're still open. She actually recently said she was quote unquote set up um, to do it. Um, so I'll, I'll read this article to you, and then I'll kind of break down the situation and. Explain my position on it. It's a woman going to a hair salon. It's really not, this isn't. It's hilarious to me that in 2020, the highest, like one of the biggest um, issues in our country right now is a woman going to a hair salon. It's incredibly disappointing. So House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is getting heat over a solo hair visit in San Francisco at a time when California businesses were limited by concern over coronavirus. Oh, and I meant to add this actually. 
related to the coronavirus, the CDC actually recently changed their numbers and uh, removed about 95, no, 94% of the deaths um, as directly caused by COVID-19. Now only about 6% of America's deaths were actually because directly of COVID-19. The other 94 were COVID-19 helped advance already existing medical conditions, which is still bad, not to say that it's not. However, it does mean that um, the uh, whole failure thing is not because of bad treatment to the disease. It's actually because of the bad personal choices of Americans. Um, you know, for a very, very long time, many of uh, many Democrats and, and leftists in general have been defaming President Trump by saying uh, 180 plus thousand dead. It's all your fault. You, you treated this with this virus badly. You're, you're killing Americans, yada, yada, yada. Um, but with these new numbers, it actually shows that personal accountability is killing these Americans and not necessarily, um, not necessarily poor treatment of the disease. Unless you call a number as big as 9,210 in a country of 38 million? I feel like that number is a little off, but I, I want to say 38 million citizens uh, a bad thing. Which, of course, it's bad in the terms of uh, death in general is bad. But in the terms of, um, in the terms of, like comparing numbers, it's really not that big of a deal. But anyways, back to the back to Nancy Pelosi going to a hair salon. Pelosi's spokesman said she was complying with the rules as presented by her e-salon. The business offered the speaker to come in on Monday and told her they were allowed to buy the city to have one customer at a time in the business, said spokesman Drew Hamill in the statement. The speaker complied with the rules and presented to her by the establishment. Footage aired by Fox News Channel shows Pelosi, her mask around her neck rather than on her face, walking through the establishment. A stylist follows her wearing a mask. Um, the salon owner said she wrenched chairs to stylists, one of whom let her know in advance that Pelosi wanted to wanted a wash and a blow-dry. California guidelines on salons vary by county and indoor services allowed in some, but San Francisco's officials have not yet permitted indoor salons to open at all. The owner said she considered a service a slap in the face to the business owners who have been forced to close. C conservatives pounced, uh, casting Pelosi as a, hip as a hypocrite. Quote-unquote, Speaker Pelosi has pun pushed policies that would keep our economy closed and our small businesses shut down, but for herself, Senate Republicans tweeted a salon visit whenever she pleases. Um, and then it, it, it goes more into the partisan parts, but I, I, don't, I don't care about that, any of that. I'm more concerned with just um, the actual information. So from what I've been able to discern after doing research for quite some time, for, well, Ever since the, I mean, I could have done more and just not talked about it this week. But between when I when I read about it the first time, I think on, uh, I want to say Monday or Tuesday to now, uh, more information keeps getting released. Now recently, she said she said she was set up because that is true. San Francisco is not allowing her, but I, I just don't see how an error that that personal could ha happen at such a high level unless. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is willing to admit that in certain instances, sometimes politicians are just uh, uh, incompetent and unable to make informed decisions, which I could perfectly, like, just every now and then you make a dumb choice, um, because you're like, hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the Speaker of the House, whatever. Um, but p politicians like Nancy Pelosi would never make an admission like that, so that's never going to happen. Um, so it's either... A bad choice is what it seems to me, or it's a, um, or it's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Or it is hypocritical in the, in the words of the Republicans, um, you know, with the, uh, with the guidelines set by, um, 
by California, and then the further guideline set by the city of San Francisco. Well, there's a B. Um, it, there is a strict prohib- prohibition of the idea of her of, of going to the to the hair salon since other businesses are closed. Um, now she's saying the salon owner set her up. Yada yada yada. I mean, obviously, it's. I'm not really going to believe her before I believe anyone else. I, I don't care where she graduated or what position she holds right now or how smart she thinks she is or how smart other Democrats think she is. To me, from an objective spot, this could be two things. Okay, from, the, from an, a purely objective spot. This is either just incompetence, and sometimes smart people can make incompetent decisions. You know, um that's not impossible or anything, or it's hypocritical. It's really all the, the only options I, I see viable from an objective point. Now, from a biased point, I would say, with, just with the aggression coming from her side, it's that's very defensive, almost as if it's coming up, being made up on the spot, like as a quick, you know, rebuttal to what, to what may very well be the truth. Is there a gnat in my tea? There is. I'm still going to drink it, but... <laughs> That's actually disgusting. I'm not going to drink that. Um, so, you know, it, it depends on how you look at it. Now, of course, it won't... It, this isn't that big of a deal, actually, so I'm not going to go into it, because this means nothing. It's a hair salon. Um, yeah, it sucks. It's. I think it's pretty stupid, but I'm not going to drone on about it for the remainder of the show, simply because it's not that uh, big of a deal to me. It's just not that important. So the, DF, the DHS is revealed to have withheld information during a bulletin revealing Russia was working to spread misinformation on Biden's mental health. So, I talked about this. I may have only mentioned it as a side note early, real early on, uh, about two, I want to say two or three episodes ago, where we were talking about how China and Russia... Now, first of all, I would like to make a very, I think, a very valid point that uh, rather than being concerned with the fact that our foreign enemies are, are like openly and blatantly pushing for one person to win the presidency versus the other, which I think is something that should be taken incredibly seriously and investigated upon the most uh, extreme levels, rather we're more concerned about the politics of Joe Biden and Donald Trump, uh, two incompetent old men, Um, which of course we are because we are a bunch of incompetent young men and women in these corrupt parties that don't care about anything or anyone unless it promotes their utopian society slash right-wing views, um, or slightly more left or slightly more right-wing views, given that both are technically right-wing, but it doesn't matter. The whole political spectrum is, is irrelevant and, um, useless. Um, but it, first of all, like, the whole fact that we know for a fact Russia is pushing to get Donald Trump elected and China is in favor of Joe Biden getting elected because they can both kind of work with that each person to use their advantage. I, I recently finished George Washington's farewell address. I may have finished that, I want to say, the weekend of my birthday, I believe. Um, my birthday was last, my, was last Thursday. Um, but that weekend, I believe... I finished George Washington's farewell address, and there's a piece of George Washington's farewell address that is, I think, very relevant in in terms of a situation like this that um, I'm actually going to pull a quote up because I I save a lot of my favorite quotes from it in here. 
um, because rather than being concerned about the fact that Russia and China, our four, two of our biggest foreign enemies, are pushing to have certain people um, elected, we are more concerned with the fact that we don't want one of the, that we are also trying to push people to um, get people elected. Here it is. Uh, it was him talking about uh, political parties. I'll, I'll read you two quotes that are that kind of connect them. So the common and continual mischiefs of the spirit of party are sufficient to make it the interests and the duty of the wise people to discourage and restrain it. And then further, it serves to always distract the public councils and enfeeble the public administration. It agitates the community with ill-founded jealousies and false alarms, kindles the animosity of one part against another, foments occasionally riot and insurrection. It opens the door to foreign influence and corruption, which find which find a facilitated access to government itself through the channels of party passion. So, this is exactly what I'm what he's talking about. What President Washington writes about in his farewell address is happening nearly word for word in the 2020 presidential election in which the Democratic and the Republican parties uh, uh, run as parties. The whole fact that they exist, the, the level of control with which both parties have over government and how it should and should not run in their personal opinion, in their eyes, is the is a giant wide open door for um, for our foreign enemies, for for foreign countries at all to interfere with the better judgment of our elections. We are purposely, it's almost, and we aren't even remotely concerned about it like we say we are on one hand but like like when democrats were talking about oh russia wanted president trump to win we all knew this and they made it out as if they were concerned about that but then they immediately became more concerned about the fact that president trump they made it about president trump rather than about the fact that it opened a door to the foreign influence it was like a side note rather than the main piece of information with which you would think we would want to pay attention to. And that is because, in my opinion, they are aware of the fact that it's their fault. The, the fact that they have such high control in government leads to these open doors to foreign influence into our elections. And rather than being concerned about the fact that we are letting these corrupt engines of political um, corruption uh, allow further corruption in our own elections by being the, the means with which other countries can inf interfere in these elections, we are concerned about our own personal politics on whether or not certain a certain uh, disgruntled old man should become the president. This type of ignorance and self-righteousness that uh, Democrats and Republicans across the nation are, ex are um, not experiencing, but uh, showcasing in a sense, is uh, quite disar dis not disarming, actually. Is disarming the word I'm looking for? I I'm going to say alarming, just because that makes more sense. It's quite alarming from my point of view, given that we are openly acknowledging that the... Uh, uh, two of the other the the other two world superpowers in the world um, are trying to interfere how our elections play out, and that's an incredibly dangerous and uh, horrible thing to let happen. Yet here we are, more concerned about the fact that we that we also want one of these two disgruntled old men to win than the fact that our foreign enemies are pushing for them. Anyways, let's get into the actual the content of this article. So, the Department of Homeland Security in July withheld an intelligence bulletin warning of a Russian plot to spread misinformation regarding Joe Biden's mental health, according to a report from ABC News on Wednesday. I just... I just um, in a draft of the bulletin obtained by the network and confirmed by DHS titled Russia likely to... De 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 
to denigrate health of U.S. candidates to influence the 2020 election. Analysts said with high confidence that Russian malign influence actors... Malign? Yeah, malign influence actors are likely to continue denigrating presidential candidates through allegations of poor mental or physical health to influence the outcome of the 2020 election, according to ABC News. The bulletin, which was produced by DHS office by the DHS Office of Intelligence and Analysis, also raised efforts by China and Iran to criticize President Donald Trump, the network reported. After news of the bulletin was published, Acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf and his department was working to revise the intelligence report. Uh, Wolf says it was a very poorly written report. Yeah, he said to Fox, um, he said that the the officials in the um, Intelligence and Analysis Office said they are, had questions about it, and they're writing it and putting it in better context. However, uh, yeah, and then Wolf goes into saying that he wants to try and resolve systematic issues in the DHS Intelligence Office. Um, yes. But yes, here we have Department of Homeland Security confirming one of the worst things that could potentially ever happen, which has likely happened before, um, because I'll be honest, this the whole idea of foreign interference in elections, at least, usually it's the U.S. trying to interfere in other elections, which I am against as well, but I'm also against people trying to interfere in our, in our own, um... <laughs> so I've never thought about the concept that that they that the are I'd say 2020 and 2016 are the two that have been the biggest most interfered elections of of them all of in the United States history that is. Um but I will I can guarantee you this let's see this this was like this piece of news is only 2 days old. Uh but still in a matter of hours uh CNN, ABC all of the news news conglomerates are very fast to report on certain issues, and uh, I would argue that not much coverage has been given to this topic in particular, uh, probably because of the fact that they all have their own biases in one way or another. And uh, the truth of the matter is that it's 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 the biased fault of the political parties in the United States. My bad, I spit everywhere. Um, it is the fact that they hold such uh, prominence in American government that these doors are open for China and Russia to push efforts, and apparently Iran as well, to criticize President Trump and uh, defame Pre uh, Vice President Biden, and, um, and we as American people will likely be perfectly okay with that. We are going to be rather more concerned about the fact that we like Donald Trump more than we like Biden, or we like Biden more than we like Trump than we are, than we will be with this piece of news. And that's, I, like, I may be making a, um, a, not a preset, a, um, predisposed argument here. Or a, uh, uh, yeah, I, I suppose predisposed is the word I'm looking for. Not exactly, but kind of. Um, in which I'm going ahead and predicting the actions of the American people, but given their history, they will likely blow this off and turn it into an issue about Republicans versus Democrats or the left versus the right, when in reality, they are both equally to blame for the fact that foreign intelligence is, is happening at all. If we had a bipartisan effort, no, better yet, 
just a nonpartisan effort that did not that existed without parties or spectrums or sides to corrupt and influence how the how investigations and how our uh, reaction to foreign influence would work, we would be able to actively say, hey, we've got information, Russia's trying to influence our elections, and, and give the boot to Russia. Tell them to leave us alone while we have our elections. But that's not going to happen, because Democrats and Republicans need this type of infer- interference. They can use it against each other. They can use it for themselves, should they, should they plan on it, because sometimes it happens, sometimes not. Um, it's beneficial to them, and they know it. They will never, ever make this about the fact that it's their fault. As President Washington highlighted, their, their, um, I want, I want to pull from his words exactly, just because I, 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 he words it so eloquently. Their passions, the party passions, are the reason that uh, foreign influence and corruption find a facilitated access to the government itself. Foreign influence, foreign corruption is going to crush our government under under the the stress of such corruption and influence and the democrats and the republicans will make no news of it it, it will be about themselves it will be it will uh, become further about them rather than it will be about the fact that it's their fault that it's happening in the first place because they are more concerned with each other than they are with the liberty and sanctity of our elections uh, at all, in any sense. Um, another quick reminder, follow my Instagram, that's at Huey Noah, that's at H-U-G-H-E-Y-N-O-A-H, that's at Huey Noah, and also to check out my merch on my shop section, it's not actually that interesting, but it's got my logo on it, and if you think that's cool, you should pay $25 to get a shirt, or uh, $30 to get a, yeah, I don't know. The, the, what's it, the socks? No, I believe the mug is the cheapest thing. Go for the cheapest thing, honestly. That's my recommendation. Even I wouldn't pay $30 for a hoodie. Um, but I wasn't allowed to price it under 24 and I was like, well, I'm not going to make everything $24. So, um, but yeah, go for a mug. It, unless it is the socks. No, the socks are $15, I believe. So, um, yeah, go for the mug. Just get a mug. You can drink it. You know, it's a lot better use and you won't accidentally lose it and so you can, you know, it's not something you have to wear out and embarrass yourself with uh, uh, you can, with the mug, you can carry it every now and then and just like you can take, pic- you know Steven Crowder does a mug thing I, I'm i not entirely sure what it is I think it's called Mug Club yeah, I think that's his subscription program anyway, it, it's, it's not bad, oh, anyways, I'm on a tangent um trying to decide if I actually do want to talk about this next piece. I, I suppose I will. I, I don't necessarily want to drone on for very long in this episode, just because it's a Friday, I'm, I'm fairly swamped, and I've got a lot of other types of work I would like to do. I'm, well, I was going, I just now was about to reveal, an, uh, oh, there's lots of stuff on this. I was just about to reveal a pretty big project I'm working on, and uh, I'm not entirely interested if, if I, or I'm not interested, I'm not entirely sure I should reveal that yet, not until I get at least halfway done with it, which I'm, well, no, yeah, I'm, I'm about finished with the halfway point. Um, when I finish it, I'll, I'll reveal it, um, which will probably be either, will be within the next four or five episodes, I'd say, within the next four or five weeks. Um... Also, I totally forgot to mention it's September. I'm so excited to say goodbye to this southern heat. 
so excited. I cannot wait for it to get cold. That may interfere with how I can record outside. Should be like a blizzard out here one night, but you know, I can just do an episode from my room, from my little camera here again if I have to. Um, given that I'm having troubles with this big one and 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 such. Um, anyways, I suppose I will talk about it. So. There was an incident with a child named Kyle Rittenhouse. He was 17 years old, and uh, he shot and killed two men and injured a third. And uh, people are, are, well, the problem is, and, and it's a big reason I was debating just a, a minute ago whether or not I really wanted to talk about it and drone on about it, is there's no point in having the conversation because the left and the right will not reason with you. It's not going to be... Like, you'll go into the conversation, you'll come out of the conversation about as stupid as you were when you went into it. So, in a sense, I feel as if there's no point in trying to bring up any sort of logical part of this um, conversation or bring some bring up some sort of logical point, because the left leftists and rightists won't care. It, it will become about them. Um, uh, so, this kid... He lives some 25 minutes away from Kenosha, where some recent riots are happening, which I don't fully understand, given uh, recent information revealed shows that the man who was shot by the police not only had put one of the officers in a headlock uh, violently, also he had raped a woman, broke into her house, um, committed a f the strangest form of sexual act, and then, and then threatened her. It... It's just, you'd have to read it yourself. It's quite disgusting, but he's being glorified right now, which I don't fully understand, but I do understand that people are far too emotional to understand that maybe information about people is a little more important than uh, racial obsession, as I call it. Um, a big thing I'm ta I've am i said recently is that Martin Luther King Jr. would be very disappointed in America today because rather than worrying about the content of certain people's characters, such as this this man, Jacob Blake, who was recently shot. In the, rather than worrying about the content of his character, we are more concerned about the fact that he is a black man rather than he is a man that raped a woman, broke into her house, and committed the weirdest... Like, read it. It's so disgusting. Um, any, anyhow, the riots were happening. This boy was asked to come to his friend's, I think it's his friend's dad's, or maybe his friend's businesses. I'm not entirely sure anymore. Um, I'd have to go back and read it again. But he comes to his friend's uh, auto business, and there's another one across the street, that BLM rider. Uh, well, I don't want to say BLM riders, because it's not... BLM, well, I don't like the organization. I'm, I certainly believe they are some big supporters of the um, unintelligent violence happening in our country right now. But I will say that it's not entirely everyone who agrees with that movement fault, with that sentiment, because I am a person who agrees with that sentiment, not to an extent that, um, to, not to an extent where of the people marching, I think, in Chicago who said, who are we protecting black criminals, but I, I certainly believe that innocent people um, who are unjustly murdered should be, uh, uh, pro uh, not protected, but remembered. Um, and I would say especially black, black people because and I, I was going to make a point that they are disproportionately um, targeted, but then I just now realized, I just now remembered what I was reading in a ACP statistics that showed white people as some of the highest that have been brutally shot, at least in the sense of brutally shot, not all forms of brutality, but brutally shot specifically to death 
they have had the highest numbers. The numbers have actually gone down very drastically in the United States. It's gone from the hundreds to like the teens. So that's pretty impressive. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. So there's these rioters and the other business across the street. The boy is handed a gun. He knows how to use a gun. He's he's a type of person who is taught how to use a gun very young on, which I wish I would have been taught that. I um, can legally carry next year. I turn 18 next year, which means I can legally carry because North Carolina is an open carry state, if I remember correctly. However, um, I was never taught much about owning a gun or or functioning a gun in any sense, and I, I do wish I was, because that's a very important thing if you respect the sanctity of using a weapon such as that to protect yourself or, or for any other means. Um, but protect yourself is the primary one I'm personally worried about. So, uh, some violence ensues, and uh, he's, I believe he, in some sense, I believe he was going to administer first aid. He had a first aid kit with him. He, he goes into the street to administer first aid to a person, I believe, from from certain accounts. The, the, the actual trial has not happened, so I would like to see that, uh, read the reports of that. But um, then these activists go to attack him because they clearly see by his posture, by the fact that he's carrying a gun. One of them had, um, not a handgun, they had a pistol on them of some sort. No, I don't want to sound like an idiot when I explain what type of weapons they had on them because I'm completely uninformed when it comes to guns, um, which I find it highly disappointing. But... I don't want to sound a mor- like a moron trying to explain it. Um, one of them had another weapon. It was not as it was not as larger. It wasn't automatic or anything. It was very small. Um, anyways, they start attacking him. Shots were fired into the air. He trips and falls on his way, trying to get away from them, as they were clearly going to find a way to subdue him uh, because of his political beliefs, which they had pre-assumed, which they had no real evidence that he even did disagree with them. They were just gone ahead and and assumed it so he falls into the sh- onto the street is hit in the head multiple times by a by the um by a man holding a skateboard and then he pulls up the um the gun and fires kills one man who's right next to him he turns back and shoots at another one that's charging towards him knocks him back uh, and kills him and then the third comes the one with the with the gun who fired into the air and uh, shoots his arm right around here i believe can you see that yeah, right around here, and, like, this whole chunk just, like, fell right off. Um, he fell back a- into it a great amount of tears, yada, 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 as they do, because they are not prepared for this type of high-intensity situation, though they do wish they were, because they, they want to imagine that they are the same communistic revolutionaries as in Russia in the in the... In the what what century? What was that? Nineteen twenties? What century? <laughs> Wait, what time period is that? I think in the nineteen twenties, um, which they are not, um, and uh, so on and so forth. So now, under this circumstances, he's Kyle is being this child. Kyle Rittenhouse is either being defamed as a murderer, as a terrorist, or being glorified as a hero of liberty and yada 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 and democracy and all that garbage. Um, let me tell you just on a legal aspect. So he was not allowed to own a gun. And uh, so and that charge, he, however, had he been allowed to own have a gun on him at the time, had, had there been no legal blocks, I think based on all the bajillion uh, video evidence you can see of it, 
Um, it was clearly self-defense. Um, he actually tried to administer first aid to the first person he shot at who was trying to attack him, but then he was uh, overrun by a mob of angry people and had to uh, fall back. And uh, had he been legally allowed to own the gun, um, I believe the shot the shots would have been seen as entirely legal, I believe, as self-defense. Because here's the thing. People can make the argument that, oh, it was just a skateboard, but uh, you can be killed by anything. The idea that, oh, well, since it's not a um, traditional weapon that you can't be killed by it is, is quite ludicrous, in my opinion. Because I could kill you with a spoon if I wanted to. It would be slow and, and strenuous and hurt. Hurt more than anything on Earth. But it certainly could do the job if you're in, that's what, if you're into that thing. Which I would hope you're not. Anyway. Um... So, from that aspect, however, he was 17, though, and he, he was carrying, which was illegal. So, from a legal aspect, I suppose you would charge him on that. Uh, I believe they're trying to have him charged on first-degree murder or malicious, malicious intent to murder or something along those lines, which I am not entirely... I wouldn't say entirely opposed to, but I just I feel like that's it's close enough to self-defense that you can dismiss those charges. However, whatever charges you would get, you would find should you, since if you're underage carrying um, a, a gun, I do believe that you would be charged for that. Now, what for my personal opinion, I think he should be charged for open for carrying the weapon. Well. Here's the thing, there are so many levels to this. I could just say he should be charged because that's the law, but it was also the law that black people had to go through multiple uh, stupid loops to, to, to vote, and that's an unfair law. But in this instance, I don't believe children should be allowed to ch carry guns around. I, should, I do believe, actually, we should be more like Sweden, um, follow a policy like that and teach every child how to use a weaponry like that so that they know how to intelligently use that type of weaponry so that they're not in a situation in which they're like uh, one of these school shooter types who don't know anything about the weapon but just want to hurt people. Um, because it, on average, it seems people uh, who are taught more about weaponry have a more respect and sanctity for life in general and for using that said weaponry. However... It, it's a complicated issue. It, on on the terms of killing the people who attacked him, I, I believe full hard, wholeheartedly that that was justified. Because if you're going to charge at me, you're... Well, here's the thing. If he hadn't had the gun, or if he had not used it, they wouldn't have stopped. Not even a week later, a Trump supporter was spotted out in the street and, and murdered by an anti-Trump... Uh, anti uh, I wouldn't say supporter. I would say... Um, dissenter, and, um, that's basically, that's the, that's the point politics has gotten to. You either agree with me, or eventually I or someone like me will shoot you, because people are so intolerant of other opinions. The left, the right, socialists, communists, capitalists, everyone has the same notion that the world would be perfect if everyone was just exactly like me and believed everything I believed. So I must win. I must debate you and win and destroy you with common sense or with science or with facts or yada, all this stupid garbage that socialists and capitalists and, and uh, Democrats and Republicans and the left and the right always play against each other when in reality they're all bumbling idiots who, who have no concern for the principle of liberty, liberty for all citizens with which this country was founded upon. 
they don't care about liberty. For, they don't care about that founding principle of liberty. They care more about their fear of difference. They care more about their fear of living in a world where people who disagree with them have the same rights as them. They would rather watch those people. I feel like this microphone's like falling over. They would rather live in a world where everyone either agrees with them or is silenced entirely. And it's getting to that point right now, um, which is why I have full faith. Well, not faith. I don't want to say faith. I, I, I fully believe these people, when attacking Kyle Rittenhouse, would have gone to the point of murder because that's, that's where politics is today. It's a bunch of morons trying, pushing hard to force you to be like them or, or you're a dead man walking. That's, that's it. Those are the options today which means essentially I'm a dead man walking at all instances ever. Um, which is incredibly disappointing and disheartening. It goes against everything this country was founded on. But these, 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 two, these one-sided morons will, will make up what the country was founded on. They'll say, oh, well, it actually meant what I wanted was what the country was founded on. Or, or they'll say, well, no, it's actually what I wanted was what the country was founded on. So that's my opinion on that situation. This is actually, this next piece of news is actually not... Uh, not necessarily something I want to go into, and I just simply don't want to have to confirm anything else. An Antifa command, an, an Antifa commander with a flamethrower who causing, who's been causing a lot of violence, um, was recently arrested. Um, finally caught by police officers, um, I believe in New York, and uh, he burst into tears. <coughs> I'll read it. So. An Antifa commander known as, or an Antifa leader known as Commander Red, his name's Matthew Bonta, was busted carrying a flamethrower to a, I'm sorry, Wisconsin Black Lives Matter rally and dropped into the fetal position and began crying when stopped by cops. Matthew Bonta, 23, is, is known to be a violent Antifa member who incites violence in otherwise relatively peaceful protests. A criminal complaint in his Green Bay arrest record insisted, according to WBAY. Um, I just thought this was funny. I, I don't say this as anything, any, um, I'm not, I don't pull left and right, the left versus right tactic of identity politics in which I say, this is what leftists are like, like, oh, look at that stupid leftist, he, he fell into a ball, stupid Antifa commander, um, some of them, there's no evidence to support this, but some of them could be legitimate threats, you don't know, um, and I certainly won't say this sets a precedent for all leftists who support Antifa, but I certainly, I certainly thought it was funny that a grown man <laughs> with a flamethrower who's known for causing violence. It's like the classic, I play the bad guy, but I'm really like this big baby stereotype that you see in like movies and such, and I, I find that very funny. Um, this is, I find it very, a very good piece of news after all of that. The U.S. court rules seven years on that the NSA mass surveillance program exposed by Edward Snowden is in fact illegal and possibly even unconstitutional. So, in 2013, a member of the NSA, Edward Snowden, very intelligent man, leaked information that the NSA was massively recording phone, um, I believe, conversations like... Um, um, phone calls and such, and lots of information related to phones and all that. I'll, I'll read some of this. And uh, he was, like, the government started heavily um, persecuting him, and he ended up going to Russia. I believe he's still in Russia now. 
Um, so seven years after the former National Security Agency contractor Edward Snowden blew the whistle on the mass surveillance of Americans' telephone records, an appeals court uh, found, has found the program was unlawful and the U.S. intelligence leaders who publicly defended it were not telling the truth. In a ruling handed down on Wednesday, sorry, my nose is really itchy, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit said the warrantless telephone dag dragnet that secretly collected millions of Americans' telephone records violated the Foreign Inter Intelligence uh, Surveillance Act and may have well been unconstitutional. Snowden, who fled to Russia in the aftermath of the 2013 disclosures and still faces U.S. Uh, espionage charges, said on uh, Twitter that the ruling was a vindication of his decision to go public with the evidence of the National Security Agency's domestic eavesdropping operation. Quote, I never imagined that I could live to see our courts condemn the NSA's activities as unlawful in the same ruling credit me for exposing, and in the same ruling credit me for exposing them, Snowden said in a message posted to Twitter. Evidence that the NSA was secretly building vast databases of U.S. telephone records, the who, the how, the when, and the where of millions of mobile calls, was the first and arguably the most explosive of the Snowden revelations published by The Guardian in 2013. Up until that moment, top intelligence officials publicly insisted the NSA never knowingly collected information on all Americans, on Americans at all. After the program's exposure, the U.S. officials fell back on the argument that the spying had played a crucial role in fighting domestic extremism, citing in particular the case of four San Diego residents who were accused of providing aid to religious fanatics in Somalia. The ruling will not affect the convictions of the, of um, one of of the. Um, residents and his fellow defendants, the court ruled the illegal surveillance did not taint the evidence in introduced at their trial. Nevertheless, watchdog groups, including the American Civil Liberties Union, which helped bring the case to appeal, welcomed the judge's verdict on the NSA's spy program. This is fantastic news. It shows that there is some accountability left in the United States. It shows that we do have, excuse me, there's been a stain on my glasses this whole time, and I, I just can't stand it. There's still some accountability in the higher plate, in higher, um, parts of the United States government, and it, and it shows that people who, in my opinion, are American heroes like Edward Snowden should be commended to the fullest extent. Um, if you want to replace monuments of, of, of people you don't like, I say we build a monu monument of that guy. And secondly, we bring him home. Edward Snowden does not deserve to be hiding in Russia from the United States government because he revealed what has now been declared to be illegal. We, that means we're just we're irrelevantly hunting him down. I, I actually... I don't remember if I ever said this. I believe at last what would have been last week's episodes until I decided to cancel it because it was my birthday. Um, um, Ag Bar openly said he was vehemently. I may have said this in the episode in last week's episode. No, I don't think I did. So, Attorney General Barr said he was vehemently opposed to letting Snowden come back, giving him a pardon which I find incredibly, incredibly awful. Snowden, or not Snowden, um, Barr, to me, was a very respectable person, but the fact that he's supporting the state in an, ins in an instance which has now been legally announced by one of our higher courts as, uh, as, a, wrong, as a wrongdoing, um, his fact, the, the fact that he supported that and he was against Snowden, I find incredibly disheartening. Um, but uh, regardless of that, this is a wonderful piece of news, and I think now that we have declared that because of Snowden's efforts, we, the Court of Appeals was able to reveal the U.S. was possibly committing an unconstitutional act, uh, certainly an illegal one, upon all Americans. That man deserves to have a pardon. He should come home today. A wonderful person. He's intelligent, and he did the right thing. 
Edward Snowden should be taught about in, in classes everywhere. And, and maybe I'm glorifying the man. I, I'm not willing, or I, I'm not willing, I am willing to admit, hey, I may be glorifying him to an extent. But a man like that, in my opinion, is worth glorifying to at least some extent. Because he did a wonderful thing, something that I don't think many Americans would do, because they would find a way to make it benefit themselves. This is a man who truly believes in, in, our, in our core liberties, or, or in our core um, founding principles, such as the liberties, uh, such as our right to privacy. And it's something like that that I, I support heavily. So, I think President Trump should pardon uh, Snowden um, immediately. And I find this wonderful piece of news to end off this episode of Mostly Horrible News. Thanks so much for listening in to this pretty laid-back episode. Um, I, I, I would like to try and do a format that's more... Because I know I tend to get very loud and... Uh, stuff like that, and I, I don't intend on doing that much more, um, just because I, I would like to change my demeanor to some extent, both just publicly and, and personally. I mean, personally, I, I'm louder, and I, I do funny, like, stupid stuff, like, you know, but in my public appearance, I would like to try and, especially in my political appearance, I would like to try and reel back the sensationalism of the things I talk about, and rather just talk about them not on a, uh, on an informational basis, I suppose, on just the, the straight, straight and narrow, um, at least what I believe to be the straight and narrow. Anyway, thanks for watching. Make sure to follow my Instagram. That's at Huey Noah. That's at H-U-G-H-U-Y-N-O-A-H. That's at Huey Noah. And check out the merch on my website. You can find it in the shop section. Um, and yeah, hopefully in the future I'll get to announce this big project that I'm working on. I may have already announced it a little bit. I don't think I have. I've talked about it to a couple people, but I'll properly announce my next big project. Um, and this is probably the biggest project since this microphone fell down again. Probably one of my biggest projects since uh, Broken America, my book, which is on Amazon, which is it's actually also on my shop section. So I recommend going there and if you haven't read it, pick up a copy or something. Um, but yeah, it's probably my biggest project since Broken America. So yeah, I'm looking forward to announcing that. And uh, thanks for listening in. I'm, I've got to turn on my turn off my <laughs> microphone. Thanks for listening in, and I'll see you or hear you. Or you'll hear me. I won't hear you, but you know what I mean. We'll be around next week. Bye-bye. Also, happy fall. <laughs> That's another piece of note. Okay. Bye.